Ministry Bits, episode 026, recorded November 10th, 2014. Talking Tech with Jerry Barber. Show notes for this episode of Ministry Bits can be found at chadl.co slash mbits slash 026. Be sure to like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash ministrybits. Follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash ministrybits. And of course, Ministry Bits is proud to be a part of the AIM network of podcasts. You can find more information about that at adventuresinministry.com. Well, good morning, afternoon, or evening. You may delete as appropriate whenever and however you are listening. This is the Ministry Bits Podcast, and I'm your host, Chad Landman, here today. And this is episode 26. We are talking today with Mr. Jerry Barber. He is the minister for the Murray City Church of Christ in Murray City in uh, West Tennessee. And uh, Jerry, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. I appreciate what you're doing. I've looked at your previous podcast outlines, and they look excellent, and I'm looking forward to our time today. Well, it's an honor to be able to speak to you, and I know that uh, you're you're very tech-oriented in some of the things that you do, and I heard you talk about a couple of different things when I was at Revival over there in uh over in Columbia, and uh, you talked about OmniFocus, and my ears, my ears started burning. I said, "Whoa, well, I got to talk to this guy, and if he's using OmniFocus, then I got to talk to this guy and see what he uses." So, uh, we're going to talk about what you're using in ministry today, and I kind of wanted to start off right, right off the bat here, asking you, what are you using on your phone? What are you using mobile? I know you have an iPhone. Uh, what, yes. are, what are you using? On my iPhone? Yes, sir. Okay. Well, first thing I have is OmniFocus. That's for task management. And it's modeled after a process explained by David Allen in his book, Getting Things Done. Yes. And the idea is to empty your brain Mm -hmm. and get everything written down. So just throw it all in there so you don't have it rattling around in your head because your head can be sometimes unreliable and you'll forget stuff. Well, yeah, and it frees you up to think. If I don't have to think about what I need to do because it's going, I'm going to be reminded, then I can think about some other things. Now, OmniFocus is not a cheap, um, uh, not a cheap solution. But do you use it? Do you go really in depth with it, or do you uh, do you just use it as a as a to do list? Well, it's kind of a to-do list, but I, I tell you how important it is. The first thing I do when I get up in the morning, I look, I, I review everything for today and about the next five days, everything that's in the preview. And that, that kind of gets me in mind for what's coming up today and the next three or four days. And and it gives you that view right there when you open the app. The app is, I believe, $20 for iOS. And it's it's not available on Android, but it is available on iOS and, and the Mac. And uh, it gives you kind of that view when you right when you open it up. It tells you what's coming up today, tomorrow, provided you have put that information in there, right? Yes, yes. And you can do projects. 
for instance, I, I don't have a lot of projects, but I have some things that I do the last day of every month and the first day of each month. Uh, and so I have all that list in there. And you basically have that as a recurring task, so it'll kind of ping your phone and tell you, hey, you need to do this right now. Yes. Yes. Very cool. So you, how long have you been using that? And do you find it that, that it's, it's one of the best tools out there for you at least? Well, I started using uh, PDAs, one called Handspring, and then I had two or three palms. And uh, then I got an iPhone in the spring of 2009 and had several to-do lists. This is the best thing I've used. Very cool. And I love it too, as well. It's, it's a great task management. I have a lot of Personally, I have a lot of projects going on myself, and that helps me split all those up into individual projects with all their different tasks lists. And you can go extremely detailed or extremely basic with OmniFocus. That's what I kind of like about it. Uh, you can flag stuff. You can defer things for a couple of days or hours or whatever. Uh, it's a really fantastic application. Yeah, there's a lot of good uh, tutorials on YouTube and on their website as well. Yes. I'm about to install it on my iPad. I don't have it on my iMac. I don't really feel a need for it. But yeah. I think it'd be kind of neat to have it on my iPad. And I've been watching tutorials for the new version. Yeah, come out. and they did come out with a new version uh, for the yeah. iPad recently, and as well as the desktop. The The iPhone has been the one that they really concentrate on to getting it out first, because I think that they realize it's people like you and, and I myself that use it mostly on your mobile device, because, uh, yeah, there if you've got a ton of stuff in there you need to sync, then yeah, it's great to have it on the desktop too, but uh, most of us are just going to have it on our iPhones. Right. So uh, another app that you use uh, that you've talked about is Text Expander. Now, I'm a huge uh, proponent of Text Expander. It has saved me a ton of time, uh, at least. Tell us about how you're using it. Okay. I have a lot of just... My general rule, if I'm going to, do, if I'm going to spell a word or use a phrase more than three times, I put it in Text Expander. I have addresses. I have emails that I send out on a regular basis. Uh, I have uh, states, cities, uh, books of the Bible that have more than four letters. Yes, I have a uh, I have a set of those on my website what, for people to borrow, uh, download as well. I love the the Bible book snippets because I can do uh, X E C and it's Ecclesiastes because I really don't like spelling out right. Ecclesiastes all the time. But it's great, yeah. Right. And for those who aren't familiar with Text Expander, it's a uh, it's literally just a text expansion application that will that's compatible with iPhone. You can buy it for four ninety nine there, and I believe it's twenty dollars on the uh, on the Mac App Store. But on your desktop, it's invaluable because, like you just said, you can use it for addresses, for names, for anything that you use or type over and over again. It's absolutely wonderful. Yeah, according to the statistics, uh, I have saved uh, 33 hours and 24 minutes. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. That's a day and a couple of hours. That's a, that's a lot more than a day. Goodness gracious. But that you yeah, think I've, about that. I've it, saved 790. 790 what? I've saved 797,682 characters. Oh, my goodness. It's far more than you've probably. How long have you been using that? Oh, probably a year. 
Yeah, that's about how long I've been using it as well. It's it's really, really great. Uh, and it lets you, you know, I'm sure like you, uh, I don't want to get too much in talking to about email solutions and different things like that, but it's really valuable when it comes to email, when people send you the same emails over and over again. And where it becomes really powerful is when you have those fill-in snippets, like you can have the drop-down menus of the fill-in information with like yes. dates and date stamps and different things like that. You can get really technical with it as well. It's really great. As an interim minister, I get out of work about every year and a half. And when I do not have a congregation, I just start going through my address book and writing a, a letter of what I do. Uh, that is a pretty well a full page if you were doing it in Word. I can do about three or four letters and personalize those. And between one interim, I sent out 700. And the last interim, I sent out 1,000 emails one at a time. Wow. And, uh, and that gave me an opportunity to personalize it. But also, the material I wanted everybody to have, I didn't have to type. And it comes, I mean, anything that you can think of that you type more than once, whether it be a word or a phrase or even a couple of paragraphs or even a, a large document, you know, 10-page document with fill-in, you can do with Text Expander. It's really, really great. So any anything else that you use that you love that's just a, that you either use on your Mac or on your on your phone? Do you, by the way, do you use Text Expander on your phone or is it just on, on your desktop? Yes, yes. Yes, the last upgrade, it's just wonderful. You go in and install their keyboard, and it works just like it did. Up until that time, I didn't use it. it just I, I never found out how to use it. But, yeah, but up since iOS 8 came out and the, new, and the new version, I use it just like I did on my Mac. And you can actually, Texas Spanner, you're, you're exactly correct, will offer that keyboard that you can switch back and forth between the regular iOS keyboard and that one, and it lets you expand text in any app. Um, up to this point, up to iOS 8, you couldn't do it because it only worked, uh, you had to, apps actually had to write in support for Text Expander, and now if there's a text field somewhere and you've got that keyboard installed, it's available anywhere, so it's extremely powerful. Yes, works great. So anything else that you use uh, as far as uh, a text expander on the on the desktop? Uh, we talked about OmniFocus. What else are you using uh, like to prepare sermons or to prepare presentations or any of that kind of thing uh, in your day-to-day -day work, either on your Mac or on your phone? Uh, I use a Pomodoro timer. Okay. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Yeah, tell, tell us about that. It's based on the pump. It's based on the Pomodoro technique, which is we need to get up and walk around every once in a while. I actually got a very severe back problem in my first interim because I was sitting so many hours at a time without getting up. And what this does, you set it up however you want to, but I do it according to their recommendation. Work 25 minutes and a little ding goes off and you get up and walk around and then come back and work 25 more minutes. And, uh, it's, I think it saved my back. Oh, okay. So that's something that uh, I, pr I pretty well do every day. But there's a little PDF book on it. If you'll, it's P-O-M-O-D-O-R-O, -O, Pomodoro Timer. Uh, there are a lot of people that make them, but there's a technique that uh, is explained in a book, and it's really neat. 
Well, that's very cool. Yeah, that that'd be a good timer just for people that don't even have uh, necessarily health problems, just to get them up out of their seat every every twenty five minutes, um, just yes. to get some exercise. You know, because you can before you know it, you can sit there in your office and be working on a sermon or something and be sitting for three hours and not have gotten up from your seat. So, right. What else are what other tools are you using and apps and maybe even services are you using? Okay, here's one that I start put on just right after I got an iPhone uh, called Lose It. I don't think I've missed a day since the spring of 2009 writing down pretty well everything that I ate and every day that I'm at home I weigh and put that in and it just tells you how many calories you can afford in a day mm-hmm. and uh, when you get through, quit. And if you want to eat more, then you can go out and run six miles and you get some extra calories and uh, I found it really helpful. And you are a big runner, it's right? Lose it. L- yeah, lose it. And and you are a big runner, so that. Uh, yes, that's... I've been running forty-five. I've been running forty-five years. Been running four and a half years barefoot, <laughs> and that's been exhilarating. And and a lot of people know that about you. I think you say that a couple of times uh, when you when you speak and everything. And I know a lot of guys that, that say that about you. But uh, what are you, are there any kind of apps and things that you're using besides Lose It for your exercise? Are you keeping track with any kind of uh, running apps or anything like that? No, I'm not. Uh, I have a uh, GPS watch, but I don't have anything that connects with my computer. But I do record that each day, and I pay myself 40 cents a mile for running as well by my suits and sport coats and that motivates me <laughs> very nice very cool well i mean what else would you like to mention as far as your computer as far as how do you uh what do you use to do you let, let me ask you this do you preach from a tablet no i don't you just you just use old-fashioned I paper post-it notes post-it notes okay i use i preach from uh when I was in college, Tom Holland taught preparation to deliver sermons. In the past, we had to preach an original sermon without notes. And for 25 years, I preached without notes. Uh, that's pretty neat. That is. But I found myself, as I, as I examined myself, that I was not being real responsive to people. And I was thinking about, now, what was that? number A under Roman numeral 2, and I was constantly going over it. And I think I was stiffer. And so I started jotting down notes in my Bible and then on Post-it notes. And then it came to me one day that my computer types a lot better than I write. And so I set up a template in Word, and uh, I type on that in 10-point type, and I abbreviate. And I can usually get on four to six post-it notes, a sermon outline. I paste those in the passage close to where I'm dealing, and it, it works well for me. Very neat. That's a that's a unique approach I've I've never actually heard before. But um, I'm a I guess I you could say I'm a notorious note taker, uh, and I have to have. Um, pretty copious notes while I'm preaching, but, uh, that's a great, it's always great to get an alternative, uh, viewpoint and strategy from that and to see what people are using. So still using paper, uh, would, would you, have you thought about moving to a tablet or is that, is that too technical or is it not, would it, would you think it would get in the way or no, what? Not a, the tech doesn't bother me at all. I just like having a Bible in my hand and, and 
glancing down at the Bible and I'll read a passage and while I'm reading a passage I can pick up my next point and it just just seems to work. I'm a running preacher so I don't stand behind the pulpit. I walk around yeah. and I have my Bible in my hand and, and the notes are there and it just it just works well. Very cool. One of the last things I want to talk to you about, unless you have something else, another app or service or anything that you'd like to say, um, I'd like to talk to you about your ScanSnap. Now, you you mentioned this okay. in uh, in your notes. How are you using? It's a Fujitsu ScanSnap, and it's basically a scanner. Uh, and I've I've used one of these before, and they're fantastic. You can basically stack a bunch of papers in them and it'll take it, you know, 10 sheets a minute maybe and scan these and you can actually scan them directly to Evernote and all these other different services or just a PDF or Dropbox or whatever. Tell us how you're using it. One of the things I've, I've learned as an interim preacher and again, moving about every 18 months is the less you have to carry, the better it is. I had about four or five boxes of old sermon outlines. And uh, when I bought the ScanSnap a little over a year ago, I just took a, a retreat uh, up at uh, Crossville, Tennessee, and just spent about five days and scanned in over 30 years' worth of sermons. Wow. And so I have essentially every sermon that I've ever preached digital now where I can go to Dropbox. Anytime I can get to a computer, I can get to pretty well every sermon I've ever preached. So that's handy. That's incredibly handy. That box. Uh, also, I have six, four by six, five boxes of illustrations I picked up over the years. Just a little snippets. I try not to learn very much when I read a book or go to a lecture, but I try, try to learn a little something that will be helpful, and I like to keep it. And so I'm in the process. I'm probably maybe a fourth, maybe nearly halfway through of scanning in all of those illustrations. And, of course, they're PDF and they're uh, uh, readable and searchable. And so that'll really that's that's becoming more and more handy. And I won't have to carry those boxes anymore. They'll be available. Very cool. So also, you, okay. Uh, my iPhone and the schedule is prophecy. OmniFocus is prophecy. That's what I plan to do. I still keep a written record of what I do in a daytime. Well, it's a daytimer paper. Uh, I uh -huh. print out every two weeks. I print out. I print out my schedule, and so I write down what I actually did. I put down the miles that I traveled. I keep up with hours that I work. I've never had elders to require that, but I wanted to do it just to know how much I'm working. I put down visits that I make and, and all of the details for that. And then at the end of the month, I record all that in a spreadsheet, how I'm doing on my goals, how many books I've read, how many miles I've run, how many visits I made. And at the end of the month, I scan all that, and then it goes up in the cloud, and it's available. And it's amazing how often it is handy to be able to look back and see what I did five years ago and what sermons I preached during a gospel meeting. So you're a, you're a tremendous record keeper. You're keeping a record of a lot of different things, and you're using all sorts of different tools, both, I guess, digital and analog, to make that happen. That's really cool. So uh, anything, uh, I guess the last question I would have for you today is, is what, um, what kind of resources are you using? I mean, are, are there any particular sites that you enjoy reading? Are there any particular podcasts you listen to? Or 
uh, and and also just regular old physical books. You know, I find myself more and more going to regular old physical books uh, these days. What are some of those resources that you like? Okay, for pictures, I use a site called Pixabay that I only learned about recently. They're all free. Okay, say that again. Except the top row. Pixabay, P-I-X-A-B-A-Y. Okay. And it's just people like you and me who don't mind sharing their photographs. And uh, if you'll send in 10, 10 or 12 of your own pictures, it takes all the ads out. And I'm getting most of my pictures now from Pixabay. The ones that I buy, I buy from Big Stock. That's the best price I've found. Very cool. Uh, but that's a very, that's a very handy uh, website. Let me mention this. I, I don't know if you use Overcast. Oh, yes. Podcast. Overcast is okay. wonderful. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's something I started using recently. That's really helpful. Uh, Solver is the best calculator I've found. Yes, and that's S O U L V E R yeah. solver, and it's absolutely it's a great calculator for iOS. Yes. Yes. Uh, read more, which is a record of my reading. I really enjoy that. It's just a way to keep up. You write, you you put the books that you're reading, and you put when you began and when you end, and it'll tell you about what day you'll finish if you keep at the same speed you're going now. Uh, very cool. That's another that's part of your record keeping you, there. Yes, read more. R e a d m o r e, and that's in the app store. Anything else you'd like to mention? Uh, probably- I, I use Byword uh, for for quite a bit of word processing, and uh, one of the greats about that you can use Markdown, which is a way to write HTML without knowing anything about HTML. Ah, so you're a Markdown user then. So you, uh, it's basically styling yes. plain text for you and anything like ByWord. There's also an app on iOS called Editorial that's really great. I'm I'm a big fan of. Um, it's yeah, that's really really great. So you're 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 a little bit more techy than uh, most people probably know. Well, it's like I was I was sitting with a youth minister about a year ago in Vanderbilt Hospital while his mother was having surgery, and we got to talking. I'm just, I get excited about all this. I converted to Mac about three, a little over three years ago, and so I have an iMac 27. Then I've got a uh, MacBook Air uh, 11, and I have an iPad Mini, and then the iPhone. And he said, you know, said, for an old man, you know a lot about these kind of things. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I counted that a compliment. Oh, yes, definitely a compliment. And, and you know, that's one of the big points of this podcast as we kind of wrap it up today is that, you know, we are using these tools and these techniques. All this stuff is great, but unless we're using it for the right purpose, then it doesn't really matter. And I think if we use it responsibly and use technology for the betterment of the kingdom of God, I think that we can really take the church places. And I think that you are just a, a wonderful example of, you know, all these all, all these people I hear all the time say, I'm too old for that. Well, I kind of point them in your direction. I say, you know, Jerry, Jerry does fine with all that stuff. You're not too old for it, you know. So really great. Here's I just, the key to it. I, I bought my first. I bought my first computer in 1985, and I didn't know anything. I'd never had a class. I tried to learn one thing a day, 
And I'd tell the secretary many times, I said, well, I've learned one thing. I'm going home today before I get confused. <laughs> and that's been basically my, my, my method of learning to use a computer. And then I switched to, to Apple. It was, I had to learn a lot of new things, but that's the way I did it. I didn't get in a hurry. I just did a little bit at a time. And, you know, 10 or 15 years, you can learn something. You can, you can. And it's not as confusing, I guess, as uh, people would, uh, would have you to believe. No. So, uh, Jerry, anything else you want to add before we have our prayer and kind of close out the show today? No, I think we pretty well covered it. I appreciate what you're doing and uh, hope we've said something that's helpful today. Yes, sir. So let's uh, let's have a prayer and then we'll get your information at the, at the end where people can find you on the Web. And uh, let's just uh, go to God in prayer for just one second here. OK. All right. Dear Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful day that you have blessed us with. Thank you so much for the gift of technology. Uh, thank you so much for the tools that we're able to use as ministers and youth ministers and uh, church workers to uh, use these things to help people grow closer to you, help people see you better, help people identify with your son uh, just a little bit better, Lord. We thank you so much for all the things that you've given us. Help us to never uh, make technology the center focus. Help, you, help us to make your son the center focus in all things, Lord. Thank you so much for your son, and thank you so much for his sacrifice on the cross. Thank you so much for Jerry and his uh, willingness to uh, share with us the things that he uses and the things that he does so that he can help other people. And thank you so much for his influence in the kingdom and help him have a long and uh, studious career uh, with you and to help you uh, further, more further the kingdom, Lord. Thank you so much that you've allowed us to be here today. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Jerry, where can people find you on uh, the Internet, on Twitter or Facebook or anything, and the, any of those kind of things? Okay, number one. BarberClippings.com is my website. B-A-R-B-E-R-C-L-I-P-P-I-N-G-S.com. Okay. Uh, t- Twitter is at Jerry, J-E-R-R-I-E, capital W, capital B-A-R-B-E-R, Jerry W. Barber. Uh, Facebook, Jerry W. Barber. And then be watching for a new website and blog in January. It will be called New Shepherds Orientation. And it's for helping new shepherds get oriented to the work that they're doing and to encourage old shepherds. Very cool. So that that name of that new website coming in January was what again? New Shepherds Orientation. New Shepherds Orientation. But if they'll go to Barbara Clippick, Yes, if they go to barbaraclippings.com and sign up for our newsletter, which John Parker and I have been writing for, uh, our 100th issue will be coming out, and we're closing it down. John's going to do a blog, and I'm going to do a blog. But you can still sign up there, and we'll notify everybody uh, during the month of December. Okay. Well, great. Jerry, thank you so much for coming on the show today. We really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you. I've enjoyed it. All righty. Well, we will, uh, you can find show notes to this episode of uh, Ministry Bits at chadl.co slash mbits slash 026. And uh, we'll have all the links of all the different applications and uh, tools and things that Jerry mentioned here today. And uh, once again, Jerry, thank you so much. And we will uh, leave you now. And, and hopefully you will have a blessed week. God bless you all. Thank you so much. <laughs>